On today's episode of TWB, I'll be talking about the Bills' second-round pick, Osiris Torrance. You're now listening to the Watering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Justin Goddard and Andrew Chang. Welcome in, everybody, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Water and Buffalo Podcast, a show here on the Buffalo Fan Base Network. You can find this podcast on YouTube, most audio platforms, and of course, on social media. Welcome in. I am your host, Two Changs, and we're going to be talking about the Bills' second round pick, Osiris Torrance. I was going to do this episode originally last week, but the NFL schedule kind of dropped and it kind of took some precedence. And before we get into today's episode, I do want to let you know, and this might come as a shock to you, I am not an expert. (laughs) So what I've done here is I found some people who are experts, mainly Eric Turner, the owner of Cover One Buffalo, and Jackson Kruger Sports, who's a really good YouTuber, and both of them really specialize in breaking down film. So that's what I did. I found their film study sessions of Osiris Torns, and I found the positive, the negatives, and just kind of like the overall overall thoughts about the Bills' second-round pick in Osiris Torns. And I guess without further ado, we'll just jump right in. But I, I before we get into it, I, I really want to encourage you, if you're just kind of curious about learning more about the game, I would highly suggest that you look to uh, Eric Turner or Jackson Kruger Sports. They they do a really, really good job of breaking down NFL film and college film and how it translates. And it, I just feel like I understand the game that much more. And I've never really like been huge into lineman play. I've just been more like, oh, let me just see what Josh Allen's doing. Let me see what Josh Allen's doing. Well, Josh Allen can't be Josh Allen without the lineman in front of him. So that's why I love this pick. So let's get into it, okay? Osiris Torrance is 23 years old. Kind of an older guy, older prospect. And I feel like that's weird for me considering I'm 30 years old. So for me to call a 23-year-old guy old doesn't really make a lot of sense for me. But... You know, I, I think when people are saying he's an older guy is because he might only have one contract after his rookie year. Maybe not. We see some NFL linemen and just players in general really age long into the NFL. And then you see some other people not really make it that long in the NFL. So... Although he's an older prospect, there's no real way of telling like his shelf life in the NFL. It's just too hard to say. But that's just one thing that we got to put out there. And I'm like one of those people who likes to start with the negatives. So let's talk about why he fell. The negatives, really. And I guess I got to start this off by saying the Bills love versatility the bills have loved versatility forever when it comes to linemen remember Deion dawkins they tried him at left guard left tackle right tackle we don't talk about right tackle Deion dawkins we you know it didn't work great there and then we do you remember cody ford he was at right tackle right guard then sometimes at left guard 
And then you look at other people that they target. Ryan Bates can play all five positions. Jeremiah Searles, he could he did the same. And oh my God, Connor McGovern, he can play right guard and he can play left guard. I think this Bills regime really puts a lot of stock in versatility. Osiris Torrance is a guard only. He can only do guard. And primarily, he's very comfortable in the right guard spot, which is Ryan Bates' spot. Which makes this pick, to me, a little interesting. Because although the Bills love versatility, it feels kind of, I guess, out of character for them to select a player that, one, is a one-position guy and two most likely is only on the right side it just doesn't scream it's not it's not in the normal the norm of what the bills like to do with their linemen Uh, they're trying to i mean from what i understand they're trying them out at left guard during otas i don't really know how that's gonna work but if they are trying them out at left guard i i'd imagine that's just to be a backup maybe to Connor McGovern and that's assuming that he's sitting on the bench and that Ryan Bates beat him out but then you would ask yourself why is my second round pick sitting on the bench shouldn't he be an impact starter there's a lot of loopholes here and personally I think he's going to be the starting right guard I think Ryan Bates automatically becomes the insert anywhere there's an injury player outside of tackle because I think David Questenberry takes that role over but that's the nice luxurious depth player that you have in Ryan Bates right so let's get into other I guess weaknesses before I get too far off topic and that he's not as fast as the other guard prospects that were coming out of the draft he's got slower feet And every time I think about Buffalo Bills linemen with slower feet, I think about Cody Ford. (laughs) But, and I'm not saying that Osiris Torrance is Cody Ford. That, That would not be fair whatsoever to Osiris Torrance. Cody Ford... And I've seen this comparison a lot. And people are questioning, oh, does Brandon Bean even know how to draft linemen? He drafted Cody Ford, who started at right tackle, then stunted his development by putting him at guard, then flipped him to other guard spots, and then just eventually traded him away. And then before that, they had Wyatt Teller, who was a fifth-round pick, and Brandon Bean gave up on him too early, and then he goes to Cleveland and becomes a superstar. All of those criticisms are fair, but what they're fair to ask Brandon Bean those things. But what's not fair is to compare Cody Ford to Osiris Torrance. That's not fair to Osiris Torrance. These two people are very different. And then there's the intangibles, and that specifically probably sets them apart. And I found out recently through a podcast that through Joe Marino's Locked on Bills that it sounded like, I guess, Cody Ford 
maybe wasn't always 100% in when it comes to football. And with Osiris Torrance, he's, I'm, I don't really know his attitude when it comes to playing the game, but he's been nothing but all smiles and like happiness and thankful to be where he is from all the interviews that I've seen. I, I'm not saying that he's like the most grateful person in the world, but I'm, it sounds like he's a little bit better and more driven than Cody Ford who I I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what he's doing right now. Last time I checked, he was on Arizona. Maybe he's still there? I don't know. But I just, wanted, I just wanted to say that real quick. Just because you're a slower guard and that people are making the connection that Brandon Bean selected him in the second round, just like when Brandon Bean selected Cody Ford in the second round, it's not fair to Cyrus Torrance. It's not. Let's just put an end to it right there. I think Osiris Torrance has an immediate chance to be an impact starter. And what would be the most beneficial thing for Osiris is for Brandon Bean and this coaching regime to not, I guess, stunt his development by experimenting with him in other positions. And the really, really nice thing about that is that they can only put him in two spots left guard or right guard and as i mentioned i don't think they're putting him out in left guard i know they'll trot him out there just to maybe kind of see what would happen but he's probably gonna be the starter at right guard if i had to guess okay let's see here the other weakness here and this was very interesting and you could see it as clear as day on those film reviews so again just make sure you check them out if you're interested but osiris torrance is not really that good i well i wouldn't say not good but not super consistent when it comes to the second level or when he's pulling or on the move and when he gets to the second level think about who he's meeting up against right we're talking about linebackers and corners and safeties they're much quicker than linemen and more bendy and they can probably squeak around osiris torrents and you can see that from time to time right he's he's charging with a full head of steam and then you got someone who basically just like shutter stuff you can't see what i'm doing unless you're on youtube but i'm like doing like a little jab step really <laughs> and that's how he that's how some of the second level players can get around him in the run game or in in the run game to take down the ball carrier and you can kind of see that in some of these film reviews another thing that you'll notice i guess which is a weak thing is that <clears throat> excuse me he's 330 pounds I'm 170, so he's he, he's like almost double my weight, which is the 89th percentile for um, alignment. And if you think about it, that's a lot of weight to haul behind you. So if you're telling me he's pulling and trying to seal off the backside defender and he's just running as full full head of steam 
if someone just kind of makes one step to the left or one step to the right or just does kind of a move it's going to be hard for him to make that adjustment because he's got all that weight behind him and it's understandable right so it's hard for him to just really quick to a faster flexible defender because he sometimes has trouble adjusting and it's very evident on field that that's something that he probably needs to work on but it's not the end of the world because sometimes he can do it sometimes he can't that's what i'm trying to tell you he's inconsistent when it comes to it he's not bad he's just inconsistent another thing you'll notice that i noticed sorry when watching osiris torrance is that the best way that he gets attacked or the most success against him is when people are going side to side, not, you know, right down in his face. You're not going to bull rush Osiris Torrance. You have to go against his hips, side to side, side to side. And I think that's why he's not that great on the move or on that second level because those faster and quicker and more bendier <clears throat> excuse me players attack from side to side and that's when his weaknesses get exposed more again he's not the fastest but he has a really good technique and i think that's a really good segue to get into the strengths of osiris torrance which i'm super excited to talk about but before that we're going to take a quick break stick around We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brother Bill. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining me again on this episode of the Wander Buffalo Podcast. You can find me on social media by searching up Two Changs and this podcast by searching up the Wander Buffalo Podcast. And again, we are part of the Buffalo Fan Base Network. Okay, Osiris Torrance. I've talked about some of his weaknesses. Now I'm going to talk about some of the strengths that I saw when reviewing the film reviews. So just in general, he's got zero sacks allowed. He has zero sacks allowed from 2020 to 2022. He has uh, basically an 80 grade, 80% grade rating from PFF through those three years. He held up against Jalen Carter, who was arguably the best, n- the number one prospect coming out of the same draft that, that he was. And it's kind of crazy to think about that, right? He he held up against one of the best, one of the best top top five, arguably players in this most recent draft, and yet he was picked in the second round, in the late second round. Just kind of shows you what where where nfl teams prioritize put their stock in terms of like positions and i think guards are really under utilized well not underutilized undervalued position and i think that that's why this is a really sneaky good pick some people are like yeah he's a guard and other people are like he's a guard under undervalued undervalued anyways I I already mentioned this, but I really do think he's got the the ceiling to be, I guess the floor rather, the floor right now to be an immediate impact starter. I think he's an upgrade over Ryan Bates, and that's no shade 
to Ryan Bates, like whatsoever. I I just think that Osiris Torrance brings like this nasty edge to him and can anchor really good. And I'm going to get to all that stuff, which is part of his strengths. But I got to talk about this technique, man. And I watched a lot of it. And this man creates a bunch of torque that moves defenders. And he the re, the reason why he can do that is that he really gets down to the low to high technique. He, he starts from the bottom, works up. At some points, you see him put his helmet basically in an armpit and then work his way up. It, it's like amazing. And then you pair that with his heavy hands they are so heavy like it's very evident so like there's there's a rep where he's in i believe jackson kruger's video of osiris torrance where he's up against jalen carter and jalen carter has super fast hands and goes laterally by osiris torrance remember the weakness i already mentioned you got to attack him from going side to side. That's what Jalen Carter did. But Osiris made up for it with his pure strengths by putting his hands on him while he was going off to his side and was able to basically create this wall so Jalen Carter couldn't get to Anthony Richardson, who I believe threw for a touchdown on that play. These hands are so heavy, and he's so strong. Another strength of I guess of his is that he's so nasty at the line that attitude is it's kind of like what you thought John Feliciano was going to bring to the Buffalo Bills but I I just don't think John Feliciano is Osiris Torrance (laughs) he's not Osiris is just nasty and he finishes the play he he like brings players down to the ground he doesn't care who you are you don't care if you're a linebacker, safety, other lineman. He's bringing you to the ground, and he's finishing the play. And probably the most important thing of all, which Brandon Bean specifically said, this is probably what he does the best, is that he anchors really, really well. He uses his hands to anchor well. If that doesn't work, he uses his legs to anchor well. And if he can't do that, he uses his his body to anchor well. He can use his entire, he, he unlocks his full body to anchor, which is amazing. Think about the people that we face in just in our division. Christian Wilkins, Barmore, Quentin Williams. We need a guard that can anchor against some of these defensive tackles that are in our divisions. It's that it's that simple. We need to protect Josh Allen. Fastest way to the playoffs? Win your division. How do you do that? Neutralize their best players. What are their best players right now? I'd argue defensive tackles. How do you go against that? Get yourself a guard. A good one. Okay? Really, really happy about it. And I already mentioned this about the Jalen Carter thing. Another strength is that when he does get blown by, he creates this wall after he gets beat. And you can see that consistently on the film. It's amazing. 
even when he gets beat, he gives himself a second chance. And I really think that's super, super valuable, especially with a guy like Josh Allen who likes to manipulate the pocket. This is going to give him some time to keep his eyes down the field and create something special. Now, my personal favorite strength, he keeps his eyes down the field when blocking. And you're probably thinking, like, eyes down the field. Andrew, he's a, he's a lineman, not a quarterback. Well, what I mean by that is when he's working on, like, a combo block with a tight end or with the center, he keeps looking down on potential blitzers. So if he, does, if he sees a linebacker or a late stunt, he's going to hand off whoever he's combo blocking with and he'll take on the extra defender he's sometimes really quick at it so quick that the other person doesn't even know what's going on he can also read linebackers to figure out if they're blitzing and whether or not he's got to hand that again the the lineman that he's combo blocking off to his teammate or if he's got to go up and stop this blitzer before anything happens it's 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 honestly really really encouraging to see someone like Osiris Torrance come in for the Buffalo Bills because of all the strengths that I just mentioned. I'm very excited for him to give Josh Allen the ability to become even a better player than Josh is already than Josh already is. And I think that's the level of impact that Osiris Torrance can bring to the Buffalo Bills and I'm just excited for it I can't wait honestly like I I I just want to see I'm ready for preseason okay I want to see this man out there in that jersey it's gonna be a great time well that's gonna do for today's episode uh thanks for sticking around if you made it all the way to the end here Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast. And, of course, we are a part of the Buffalo Fan Base Network. So please check out other content creators over there. we got amazing people doing great work. We also have a website at the Wander Buffalo Podcast. So please check out that. And, as always, go Bills. Go Bills.